podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us for our Thursday episode. Uh, Joining me back here, as they did all through football season, my good friends Chris Ross of the LGG and Daniel Alexander of Grinders and Blinders here today. Uh, It's time to hand out a little trophy. Now, obviously, I don't have a physical trophy. I can go grab my fantasy football trophy. You just want to... Just yeah, I mean, before we get into but, uh, this, let's tease it a little bit. Um, how's everybody's Christmas holiday? You know, that kind of thing. I mean, we're back. It's been a minute. <laughs> I mean, I know that. So we left it last uh, time with uh, my secret Santa was paint was pending. I got it did come in yep. uh, from Daniel and it was an amazing Oklahoma Aggies mug. And if you don't know what that is, you need to look it up because the logo is phenomenal. And uh, it's a cool one. I love it. I'm so glad it turned out. You know, when I was digging for, I got the list, coffee, disc, golf, uh, Oklahoma State stuff. I was like, man, how can I, how the heck can I connect them? Um, and I just found that vintage looking mug. Right? I mean, I guess, I don't think the mug is vintage. I just think it's a, it's an old logo, right? Probably mm-hmm. pressed on a mug. And I just thought, oh man, that's yeah. perfect. That's so cool. If I, if I was the fan, I'd what like year some did old you say that was? like that. Uh, it said it was 1958 okay. and it was some sort of, it, it was a vintage college site, you know, that just mm-hmm. had a bunch of different items for a bunch of schools. And I went to Oklahoma State and said, Hey, got this coffee mug, 1958 logo. I didn't know it was Oklahoma A&M. So I was like, huh? All right. I hope this is right. I'm sending it. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's very similar. It's back when like Wyoming <laughs> ripped everything off of Oklahoma State. And uh, so that's right. Yeah. It looked lot. a yeah. lot. It's so very much similar like the to Wyoming, Wyoming logo, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, if you know, you recognize it pretty immediately. It, it was pretty awesome. That awesome. I got my coffee, which I felt was very nice uh, from from Jamie. Uh, brewed a cup of that tasty stuff. A little uh, little roaster out of Ames. Glad everyone got their stuff finally. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak ill of the U.S. Postal Service. They've been through a lot this year. They do not need us to tear them down any more than they've already been torn down so just props to all those those folks um yeah everybody had a good holidays everybody happy new year merry christmas everybody did yeah, good, I, healthy happy <laughs> chris you sleeping all well, right no <laughs> i think i'm on four and a half hours the last two days so it's uh getting pretty rough but uh yeah i had a great christmas uh, uh our little girl had got a bunch of stuff from friends and family so that was amazing and uh super excited about that and then uh, i got a disc golf basket and a new bag and i'm personally excited really excited about that uh i've gotten into that the last couple of months so yeah very nice daniel you and you and the lady friend doing well sir oh yeah things are going well had a nice christmas she actually went home for about a week so it was just me and betting soccer and college basketball and college football nonstop. had some 10 12 hour days in there bowl season man what a it was so trippy this year it's like teams don't have to report if they practiced or not they don't have to report who's sick who's hurt who's in who's out and you get to like 
three or four hours before kickoff, you know, two o'clock on a Wednesday and lines are flying, totals are flying. And it's like, oh crap, someone knows something before it broke, you know? So I'm sitting there digging for information just for all these just horrible bowl games. Guys, you know, these nobody wants to be there. And uh, it's a weird well, year. Yeah, I mean, you know? the Cotton Bowl. I mean, we, <laughs> on our pod, I'm sure Phil's going to address this later or we were going to talk at some point. Uh, but yeah, we bet on that and we thought it was OU minus three. And at the time it was four minus three, uh, but the site was wrong. And then it did end up being OU minus three. And then, uh, then it was OU like minus eight. God, that was great. I was able to, I was able to catch 35. a piece of that. So back to what we talked about <laughs> week one, right? So much of the season is just betting the information. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. uh, as all this news broke of Florida guys, it's like, okay, Trask's top two or three receivers are out. NFL tight end is out, Pittman. It's like, okay, this is starting to feel like this whole team is going to sit or something's going on. You know, I didn't grab a ton, but I was able to get down, you know, small four digits on just like Oklahoma State pick them. Oklahoma State money line minus 110 because this line's starting to move in real time. It's like, oh crap, I think I know where this is going. And then I was delighted when it's like, you know, minus four, minus five, minus eight day of the game. I was like, gosh, I'm sitting so pretty. Um, I did not hedge any of I bet the information, nothing sharp going on, just betting news and trying to get in front of it. Oh yeah. You can ask Philip. I was blowing up his phone. I was so frustrated that I didn't get OU plus three because that's what the line was really at. And we were not going to be allowed to bet the minus three when we recorded, like if that, if we thought that was line, go up to the window. They're gonna be like, you know, you're not gonna bet that that you would have found out the mistake. So I was a little upset I didn't get the plus three, but then it flipped to minus three and I was like, whatever. And then it went beyond that. And then the game, you know, didn't really matter at all. So what the line was. Uh, right. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't. It was what? It was seven it was seventeen thirteen sooner, right? Is that yeah. right? And then they have thirty one nothing run or something like and that. And then they just ran away with it. Absolutely ran away with it. So so yeah, for our bowl picks, um, if you follow us on Twitter or Instagram, Twitter is at 1012podcast, Instagram is at 1012pod. We updated our picks because of the OU Florida Cotton Bowl issue, uh, and because Tennessee was uh, dropped out of the Liberty Bowl and was replaced with Army, we wanted to get as many of the picks in as possible. Obviously, the TCU-Arkansas game was canceled a few ga- days before that, which stunk. Uh, but we got those new picks in, and uh, with those updated picks in, uh, Chris and I both went 4-1. and one. Uh Weirdly enough, we all hit on the OSU-Miami game because Daniel and I had Oklahoma State minus one and a half. Chris had Miami plus three and a half. OSU won by three, so everyone was a winner. <laughs> uh, um, we all got Texas minus 12 and a half. Uh, you guys both got Oklahoma minus two and a half. I hit the over 68 and a half. Uh, and we all got Iowa State minus three and a half. It ended up being the West Virginia Army game. That decided everything. Daniel hit uh, with uh, with Army plus seven and a half. Uh, Chris missed with uh, West Virginia minus seven, and I missed the under forty three and a half. Not by a lot, but it still missed. Oh, that was so, close. Why a, did I bet on Deggy? Why? <laughs> I, Austin Kindle's the one who had to what, bring him back just to get the win. What was I thinking? I betting on I Deggy. Know. I was watching that game just mortified. Like I've been calling this all year that he's not a great quarterback. I mean, he, like, I don't want to – he's a kid. Like, I don't want to – I hate doing that because I'm sure he's, like, a, a perfectly nice guy and, like, a, a great person to know. 
but when you're analyzing sports and just analyzing analyzing his position and the way he plays compared to other people that play that position, he's just not very good. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That that was rough. I was a little upset at that pick. I was a little surprised that that they put it at the full seven. I really was. Yeah. You know, the books mm-hmm. gave him the the full touchdown when they inserted the, the him into that three game. and three and seven. Tennessee was a tire line. Right. Right. And it's like, I would have thought at least they're going to open that at six and a half and just kind of maybe see what people do but to throw it out there, giving army that seven, like, and you know, this is so hard to quantify. So I don't want to go down this road too much as a capper, but like, I, sometimes I feel like capping motivation is a little tacky. I feel like it's what a lot of people lean on, but talk about one spot where a team is going to be motivated as heck and the other team might not care. I mean, army snubbed for any bowl game at all, you know, and then, and then this stuff unfolds and it's like, Hey guys, we got a spot for you. It's like, are you kidding me? Like in this weird season where no one has anything to play for and just on a silver platter army, here's something to play for in a low total game against a middling offense. And we're going to give you seven points. It's like, I mean, it's easy for me to sit here and say now that they've covered, but you know, I'm just trying to talk through sort of how I was viewing it on the front end of like, these guys are going to be motivated. Mm-hmm. Touchdown, low yeah. score game. Yeah. It, it comes down to the fact that I basically just handed you the win betting on Deggy. And it didn't make sense to me that the line was tighter against a three and seven team than it was against this army team. So that in the, by itself, I, I don't know. I, the disrespect I for army. Yeah. The disrespect for Army and the over respect for a really crappy SEC I, team. I made, uh, I'm going to blame the fact that we made the pick over text message and I wasn't really thinking about it. I didn't like sit down and look at it and think about the pick. That's my excuse. So uh, I can sleep at it was, night. It was, the, it was the ref's fault. If that kid had <laughs> dropped that ball, if the coach had called a better game, <laughs> the QB just, just got on the ball. <laughs> So what Chris has been trying to put off for as long as possible is our final record. Uh, I finish in last place at 32, 37, and 2. Chris and Daniel came down to that last, that West Virginia Army game. That is pretty much what decided this. Daniel is our big winner for this year at 37, 31, and 2. Chris finishes at 37 and 33. It's simply those two pushes that gets Daniel over Chris. Uh... That's all it took. That's all it took. Yeah, I basically I lost a professional it. by half a game. I'm not that essentially. Upset about it. Yeah. yeah, no. Hey, no, look, I, I want to say be upset to you, to you two guys. I mean, you know, for your heads aren't in this stuff all day every day. You know, you prep for a day or two b- before the pods, but those are some respectable records that you guys had. You know, and and the other part of that is we're forced to pick every Big Twelve game. Right. So mm-hmm. you guys are also put in positions where it's like you have to pick games, whether you have a strong position or not on it. And it's like, I'm working with historical data. I'm working with models and you guys aren't. So, you know, I will accept this trophy. I will happily rub it in your face. Um, <laughs> I'm in sort of a lose lose spot. Right. It's like, crap, I'm on here as the pro. I better come in first place, <laughs> you know, but uh Hey, what a fun competitive season. You guys did a great job for, I use this term lovingly, for being Joe public and having to just pick 
being forced to pick every single 12 game and an extra game, you both had a great season. So, yeah. Thank you. Uh, And what you hit on, because I want everybody listening to kind of appreciate this. Um, You are a professional picker. And if you got to pick the games you're putting your money on, on, like you do in real life, uh, you would be a much higher record than you do. When When you're forced to pick a certain game that makes it infinitely harder. Right, right. You're put into situations mm-hmm. and you have to make decisions where it's, you just you don't feel as good about it, right? It's like mm-hmm. maybe you love two or three games. It's like, crap, I just want to pick these two or three games. And it's like, oh, time out. And you also got to go bet TCU versus Louisiana Tech. I swear, I, I might have even said Louisiana Tech was live for a, <laughs> for a money line on that week, right? And it's like they lost yeah. 59 nothing. Yeah, I mean, you just you look at stupid. it and you're like, yeah, that line is exactly where it should be. And now I have to pick a side. Uh, well yeah hey great job to you two guys and you know let's keep it going what did i win beer you win beer you win a six-pack sir and you will get it a year from now yeah <laughs> look here's the deal uh chris still owes me for mine and that's from from last year so yeah. i'll have to just be like you know what chris you just take care of this one and we'll we'll call it even no he needs an, he needs an arkansas one i'll send them both out at the same time that's yeah. what I'm gonna do. i'll uh I'll I'll send him an Arkansas six pack. I got I got one in mind. I got one. Oh, that would be well, great. That's a, okay, that's your question, so, Daniel. What kind of kind of beer? What is your beer of preference? Or what kind of what kind of beer do you like? You like? Oh a, man, you guys are gonna stout, kill me. A sour. If, if there's some beer snobs listening, everyone's just gonna just break me over the coals. I love I love Miller Lite. I love Coors Light. Uh, man, I love Miller Lite. I love a nice cold Miller Lite. I mean, cold, cold. To where I almost there's, can't. Okay. Nothing yeah. wrong with an ice cold Miller Lite. I work with that though. Like I mean, but, I can work. I was gonna that. say, I was gonna say, Pilsner, Lager, either of those. Uh, you know, nice and cold. I'm gonna enjoy it. Light, crisp. Gets hot, hot out mm-hmm. here in California. It's sunny and hot in December. Yeah, right? California is known for its extreme weather. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, give give me some something, some local, good, cold, crisp. Reminds me of the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> great season and I, I can't wait to do it again can't wait to run it back no we're we're gonna do this again next year this is this is our lineup for next year as well i'm really ex- i'm already excited uh figuring out how we can uh do an even better job i think next year we'll kind of stick with the same format we'll pick all our games you can pick them however you want we'll throw in a, a game of your choosing and we'll probably throw in a money line sprinkle as well just just for some fun very different just getting to pick winners and losers which is interesting so and, and the as I've seen, the way to do that is just you just add up the scores each week and whoever ends up with the highest highest total at the end is the winner there. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to, to do this again next year. Um, and, you know, having, in theory, a full slate of games, not just a, a COVID season. Uh, no games canceled, potentially. That would be nice. Um, everyone with 12 games. It'd be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. We are very excited to have a new sponsor for the 1012 podcast to start 2021. And that is Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels, specifically the Lawnmower 3.0. Now, I understand family jewels, weird thing to say, ha ha ha. We all love to make jokes about personal grooming. But let's get real for just a second. We've all tried, we've all struggled. It's not the easiest thing to do. Manscaped makes it easy. I'm not talking about going smooth as a baby's bottom. However you want it to be, whatever is most comfortable to you. I have a comfort level. I have 
now been able to reach easier than ever before. I'm sure you have one as well. So do yourself a favor and go check out the Lawnmower 3.0. Third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's got a little LED light, which makes things easier to see. It's got a really quiet motor. It ain't loud. Easy to charge, easy to use, incredibly comfortable, incredibly well designed, specifically for you and me, guys. The lawnmower is not the only thing that's great about them. They've got other trimming products, including for your uh, nose and ear, which let me tell you, as you get older, as I have, once you start dealing with those ear hairs, you're going to thank me for going to Manscaped. So go to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code 1012. Okay, 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com when you use promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2. You are going to like this. This is going to be something you are really happy to have in your arsenal. So, manscaped.com, promo code 1012, 20% off, free shipping. And let me just say, you are never going to be more comfortable than you will after a Manscaped shave. So speaking of picking, uh, we are not going to be picking college basketball games every week because I, I, have, I can't even begin to feel comfortable about trying to figure out covering college basketball lines. I have I do not have a feel for it even really. Not that I have a feel for college football based off of my record this year. Uh, but Daniel, as, as we have talked about off air, when it comes to betting, one of the things you love to bet the most or do bet the most, as you have mentioned, is, is college basketball. Um, so I really want to talk about betting on college basketball because it's such an intriguing prospect to me. Like I think I've listened to enough betting college football and we've done it enough times here now uh, over the last season and this season. I I get it. I feel comfortable with it. I understand what to look for. Um, but as far as betting college basketball goes, kind of walk us through in a regular season because I'm going to talk about this year in particular, but in, in just a regular season, like how, what's your philosophy? Like how do you pick college basketball games. I don't don't feel like you have to give away all of your secrets, but like, sure. how do you pick college basketball games? Um, I'll, I'll talk about some things I like to look at uh, to help me make some picks. Um, my first piece of advice to anyone who enjoys gambling, who enjoys betting, and you're not doing this full time and you're not putting in all the time and work. My first piece of advice is don't bet college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> no, and look, it's, it is a maddening sport. I mean, if you sit and you watch it and you bet these things, it's like you've got the under on a game and with fouls, it's like there's 27 points scored in the last minute and 12 seconds. Uh, what was the one? Was it just last night? Uh, was it OK State in West Virginia? Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like I, I, I think it, West Virginia was a short line. I think it was like minus one or minus two. I didn't have that game, but like, you know you've got okay state and they're up 20 with like nine minutes left or something. You feel like, Oh, I've got this bet one, right? There's, there's nothing can happen, man. It is the craziest game of streaks and runs and bad beats, very high variance. What does that mean? It means there's so many games every week, every weekend, you're going to see everything happen. Like the worst beat of your life is going to happen every three weeks just because they play so many times. Right. So, but how, so, so how do I approach it? Um, I pull a slate up. Uh, I'm, I pull it the night before. Um, there is one metric. Let me back up for one second. If you follow me on the app, uh, in the past two seasons, I'm up something like 130 units or something like that in college basketball. Um, it's where I do really well. It's 
what helps grow and build my bankroll and, you know, support things in my life I like to do. Um, so because of that, I can't like give away stuff. I think I have an edge in some places. I think I have an edge over sports books in some areas of college basketball. Um, maybe I'm just lucky, you know, you get a thousand monkeys to get a sit at a typewriter. Someone's going to write Shakespeare, right? Like maybe I'm just that better. And that's what's happening for me. Um, a big angle that I'll say a beginner can take is there are legitimate coaching trends that happen no matter where a coach is. Um, a, a friend of mine who caps a lot of this was with me. He just pointed one out that we've been sort of worked on this year. Uh, Oregon, Oregon Ducks, their head coach. I don't know what it is. I don't know how he runs his offense or, or how he constructs, constructs his game scripts. But like when he's a large favorite, he covers at an extremely high rate. Something about the way he's running his teams and the way he's running his offense and his players, when he's like minus 12 and up, he's covering the spread in his career like 65% of the time. And it's like, okay, is there something there? Like that's just one example. The Oregon coach is always covering that spread. It's like there's so many pieces of information like that where it's like when coach in conference games – his games go under at an unreal pace. Like, you know, there's something about the way he's managing the game, the tempo of his team when he gets into conference where he's just crushing a number to the under. So um, I have a historical data matrix that gets built, that, that pops up for every game. It tells me every single one of these models that I've built, what's triggered for the night before. Um, I'm looking at low scoring teams that do things like, rebound well, shoot free throws well. Uh, so it's like low totals, big dogs that can do things successfully. Uh, you know, it's like, what, what am I looking for? I want these, these big dogs with low totals. I want them to have second chances. You know, I want them to hit their free throws. That's going to help them stay in games and survive. It's like a, a team is plus 14. It's like, man, every single one of those points matter total is only 127 and this team is going to rebound and shoot their free throws. Well, I'm looking for those sorts of spots for me to really hammer. And I try to get the lines early. Um, one other thing, and I hate when podcasts do this and I'm going to do it right now. Um, <laughs> I just hate it. There is a metric that nobody talks about. Um, I do not originate the metric. What does that mean? I'm not the one pulling the data every single night and watching it. There is a third party that is, is keeping track of a metric across college basketball that I have built models with. And then I've been betting for two years straight and it just keeps winning. It's, it's epic. Like that's part of the success on the app. If you go look at the app, it's like, holy crap, man, like over a hundred units in a sport over two years. And you know, there's not silly things like a hundred unit play and stuff. You know, I'm betting one to three units on all my plays. Um, this is just an amazing metric that isn't talked about on Twitter. It's not talked about on TV. Very few information sites are tracking it. And, you know, I'm going to keep hitting it until it stops working. Um, so high volume, high variance, have a plan, have a bankroll, 
And actually, our pod is a good example of, of another piece of advice is like, if you're just starting out, try to focus on just one conference. You know, try to focus on one or two conferences. And we can, you know, this is an example of like, we just talk about Big 12 when we're talking football. If you're listening and you're starting and you just want to, you know, you want to dabble. Um, it's like, man, start with the Big 12. Get to know the teams. Get to know like, oh, that's high total for Kansas. Oh, that's, that seems like a really low number for TCU. Like, you know, what's going on? Let's peel back the layers on that game. Because it's like, man, you will burn your bankroll in a month trying to bet games like, you know, Holy Cross versus Boston U. And it's like, you know, who should, who, who's going to cover when Hampton plays Radford, right? Like, so let, let me ask ahead. you on, on that. Is it better to, if you're looking for a conference to, you know, get to know as you want to get into sports betting, is it better to go with a bigger conference like the Big 12 or the Big 10 where it's very competitive and uh, it's very tight and, and, you know, teams aren't ranked or, you know, like a Oklahoma State can beat, you know, anybody, you know, any given, any given time because the conference is, you know, deep from top to bottom or versus, you know, say like the Big East, the basketball focused conference, um, something like that. Would that be better to look at? If you're just starting out, and I mean this genuinely, grab a conference that's going to hold your interest. You know, like if, if you're a Big 12 fan of other sports, stick in the Big 12. If you're just starting out and you're trying to learn and, you want to start getting wagers down on some games. Um, you know, if you're a big 12 guy, don't run out, and, you know, go try to learn the American league or something like that or, or whatever that league's called. I don't even know. It's got Providence and Rhode Island and all. I, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, don't, don't go out and learn some other conference stick where your focus is going to be able to stay on it. So recap, don't do it. It's going to drive you crazy. Um, start working on legitimate historical angles and see if you can find anything. Uh, I look, there's something there without giving away the sauce. There's something there with visiting dogs that can do things well, right? Like can this team score? Well, are they, are they one of the better rebounding teams in the country and they're catching 10 points tonight? Like, you know, spots like that are, are very valuable. Is there um, an individual metric that you kind of weight more than others that like maybe free throw percentage or rebound percentage or, or something like that, that really catches your eye or is it just, I, I, yeah, I would say um, offensive rebounds and free throws are two very widely available stats. Like anyone can just kind of go find them. You don't have to go pay for anything or any, you know, like you can find that information and, you know, some guys I know sort of, they maybe don't follow a conference, but they sort of stick in a realm of teams, right? Like I want to sort of be tracking these 10, 12, 15 teams a year. And these teams are the best rebounding teams in the country. They're the best free throw shooting teams in the country. And it's like, you're not betting them every night, but you're betting them in spots, right? Like, you know, I, I'm making this up, but um, you know, like let, let's grab a game from tonight, for example, you know, Vanderbilt versus Kentucky. Uh, Vanderbilt was an 11 or 12 point dog across most of the market. Um, I happened to bet that game on the app. They cover, they lost by three, but it's like, like, okay, 
Vanderbilt, you know, let's make, let's say they're one of the best free throw shooting teams in the country. It's kind of like, huh? Okay. They're, they're at Kentucky conference road dog. They're getting double digits. The totals under 140. These free throws are probably going to come into play and that's really going to matter here. So it's like, so yes, metric wise, if you're beginning out or excuse me, if you're just starting out, you know, begin with free throws, offensive rebounds, see what that does for you. See if it makes sense. Um, another thing, and I'll say this to both of you and to anyone listening, if it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't click in your mind, don't try to go down the rabbit hole. That's a, uh, one of the biggest things in sports betting is just mindset. Like, you know, does this, does this make sense to you? You know what I mean? Does this make sense to your brain? Do you feel good mentally in a high volume sport firing on these angles? And if you can't wrap your head around it and it's not making sense to you, you're not going to have a lot of success. I something, had an idea, Philip. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I was say, something, I, something else I, I wondered about is I follow this in football and you know, we can hit on it real quick, but do you look at like against the spread trends? Like, uh, I mean, I know I do in football, if I uh, covers really well and they're playing a team that doesn't and they're playing at home or something like that, then that's a lot of things that kind of stack up in my favor. I feel like, um, do you look at the way teams cover or is basketball, does that, does that matter as much? I mean, yes. In your example, you have to remember that books know that those things are baked into the line. And, and, you know, uh, and what do I mean by that? You got a team who covers all the time and they're playing the worst covering team in the world. Okay. Uh, yesterday, Drake, I think Drake is like the best covering team in college basketball right now. I think they're 11 and 0 straight up and 11 and 0 against the spread. Um, and yesterday they were playing Southern Illinois. who's not good. And um, it's a perfect example of what, of what you're talking about. They blew them out. They cover, they cover the spread. No problem. And it's like, eventually bookmakers start baking that in. I mean, Drake's going to start to have crazy spreads and, and look every year there's an outlier, right? Every single season, there are teams that just absolutely crush the spread for whatever reason. Um, but I tend to not wade too far into that water. Um, but until then, everyone I just don't, I, Drake. <laughs> I just don't have evidence that tells me doing that will, will win me money over time. I, you know, I, I never want to tell mm -hmm. someone that you're wrong or that's not going to work because I don't want to take you guys too far out into the philosophical advanced waters of betting here. Okay. We are dealing with a giant living, breathing market where nobody has any idea what's going on. Okay. It is a moving market of totals, spreads, information, gauging if a kid's going to show up and play well, you know, and he's got to go on the road out to, you know, middle of nowhere and, and play a game for zero fans. It's like, is this team going to cover seven points? No one has any idea. So all I'm trying to get at is like, if something works for you and it makes sense to you and you, you are keeping track of your money and your winnings and you're making money, continue down that road. I, I guess last, last question here on this, because I just thought of it and, uh, I used to do where I was betting a lot more college football than I do now where, um, you know, where we pick the big 12, but I was doing um, just any conference, any, any pick, you know, stuff like that. 
and I did fairly well at it. But one thing I, I figured out early was to find games that kind of matched what I was looking for and then bet all of them equally because I was going to win the majority. I didn't care about winning every single one. I, I knew I wouldn't, but I would probably win the majority, you know, and, and make money. Do you kind of do that kind of where do you recommend kind of doing that where you're kind of putting even money across several teams, playing percentages and, and knowing that you'll probably lose a few, but you should win the majority of them most of the time. Or do you like, you know, just if you, if you feel really good about this one game and kind of putting everything there. That's a very good question. And actually that's a, that's a, for, I'll say beginning intermediate crap, even advanced guys who are listening to this pod. Um, if you cannot measure your edge, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, tonight Kansas was, I think I bet them last night at minus five, okay? Um, all of my work that I do, I determined I have an edge on this game. And I actually determined I have a fairly large edge on this game, a measurable edge that meant that I make actually one of the larger bets that I'll make during a college basketball season. And that's four units. Uh, a four unit bet for me is a, a very, very large bet on a single game for a college basketball game. Now, because I'm able to measure my edge and quantify that I should have this much down on the game, I'm able to say I should put more than a one unit bet down. Okay. You know, let's say you're a hundred dollar better. You bet a hundred dollars on the game. If you cannot measure your edge and you are betting and you have, like we'll say, you know, you have an angle that you're betting and you've identified six games that all fit the angle that you're betting. If it's the angle you're betting and not your edge, stick with one unit. And if, I'll even go as far as say, if you can't measure your edge on a game, always stick with one unit. Okay, just, just don't feel like, I got to double up or triple up on this game because if you're just going off your gut or your eye test, you're going to be a loser long-term trying to put more money on a single game. So um, you actually stumbled into a correct way to approach it, in my opinion, right? You had an angle you liked, you played the angle consistently, and you bet a consistent amount. And what you should do over time is track it. And next thing you know, after two or three seasons, you say, Oh, look at that. I'm 54.7% against the spread, betting this angle. You know, uh, and I guess I have over a thousand little historical models that run and keep track of themselves. And I'm able to look back on all that information over 10 years, 15 years. And I have some modeling that helps me measure my edge. So knock on wood, everyone listening tonight, you know that I've, it's Kansas is at TCU, opened at four. I was able to get it at five when it was available to me, it closed at six and a half. So it closed better than I bet it. And I hope things go my way. I don't know if I answered your question. Phil, I had no, another no, idea, by the way. I just absolutely. popped into my yeah. head. Okay, cool. No, that's exactly Stay what consistent for. with your betting amount. Yeah. Stay consistent with your betting amount. If you have an angle, keep track of it. Before you do anything as a better, any better listening, keep track of every single thing you do. 
every bet you make, how much bet. That's why I use the app, the Action Network app. Uh, Action Network grabs a ton of heat online. Look, I mean, we'll just say it. We're a, we're a podcast about betting. Um, Action Network is frowned upon by, you know, we'll say sharper guys because they sort of turn betting into like this fun, silly thing sometimes. Some of their personalities and how they present it. <laughs> right. But like, you know, it's sort of more in that realm than, you know, yeah. I'll say a, a, so a smart I actually publication. Used and that's no disrespect. I, I used it for the first time, just actually right before the bowl season this uh, year, and it's really polished. It's really sharp. I, I liked it a lot, and I'm oh, going to use it from now on. I love the app. I think the mm-hmm. Action Network app is a great product, and I think the guys who've worked on it and put it together and continue to update it have done such a great job. It is so helpful to betters of all levels. I do want to say that part you know, about what they've put out. Um, it helps me go back and look over everything historically, uh, leaks in my game, you know, where I'm not doing well over a few years. So, um, if you're listening, download it, use it. Right. I mean, um, one idea I had, Philip, I mean, you know, we're not going to be betting games every week, but we could certainly do a conference tourney, uh, you know, conference, uh, for the big 12 basketball conference tourney one, if they have one. And then. Definitely uh, uh, March Madness. Oh yeah, and sort of talk. No, no, no. You know, we're gonna do March Madness for sure. Like that's that is a thing. I love it before it tips off. The Highball Network is your new home for podcasts that meet you at the intersection of sports and entertainment, featuring personalities like Christine Butterfield, Madison Morris, Randy Heights, and Ryan Chapman. The Highball Network will keep you entertained while delivering high-level analysis across the entire spectrum of sports. The Winning Women podcast preaches female empowerment and covers stories of perseverance and breakthroughs for women in sports. Sideline Warning delivers fast-paced commentary on sports all across the national landscape, complete with plenty of roasts. And for you Sooner fans out there, the Heisman Park Rangers covers the entirety of OU Athletics, from football to softball and everything in between. Like the Highball Network on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Highball Network to stay up to date on all our latest projects. You can find Highball Network podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, I did want to I want to wrap up on this. I want to ask one question. Um, this year is weird, and I, I am working on going back and tracking some numbers over the last five seasons. I have a theory that this is strange. So far through Big 12 conference play, and I don't know what this is like for every conference, but I get the feeling it's a very similar situation. Through conference play thus far, and and we're recording this on Tuesday night, Kansas is currently leading TCU uh, by uh, by 13. So Kansas, the road team at TCU, Texas won at home and Texas Tech won at home. So I need you to understand that, that that's what's happening. If Kansas wins, as of now, that game is going on. Road teams in the Big 12 in conference play are 11-6. and six. That feels unusual to me that road teams are winning at this high of a rate in conference play. This is a weird year. Home crowds are significantly diminished. That is obviously having an impact on what's going on. And I think you take a different tenacity on the road than you do at home because you are used to having to do so uh, and without the home crowd there to be on your side, um, it's affecting teams. I'm curious, how is that 
what have you guys seen this year that's maybe different? Have have things looked odd based off of that, or or what are you guys seeing due to this COVID season and reduced capacity with with crowds as far as how offlines might be compared to normal? Um, so yes, it feels like something's different. I agree with you there. Eleven and six is just not enough. To, to move the needle for me right like right like, it's still early it's yeah i'm gonna yeah. track it all year and i get the feeling it might level out a little bit more but i mean i was going through the past few years and you look you just go back to 2019 and it's home teams far outweigh wins and road um, i'm pretty sure most seasons it's like that and i understand it's a small sample size still it was 10 and 4 until tonight until tuesday night right um but it's still a it's still a sizable difference compared to what I expect to for it to be. So, and look, if it balances out by midway of the season, it won't matter. But at this point, that's still it's something that I'm keeping an eye on because it is unusual. It does stick out to me. So, uh, I totally agree with you. Something feels different. Okay, it, it feels like uh, visitors it feels like they're going to perform better over time, right? It just feels like, man, there's no crowd. Uh, the pageantry, maybe some mystique is gone. It's like these, these teams aren't stepping in to these loud, rabid, vulgar, like home places where they have to play. And they're stepping into just a quiet arena with some music playing. And it's almost like, man, now the pressure's on the home team to go win this game and they have no backup, right? The visitor could just show up and say, all right, let's, you know, let's play. It, it does feel like a little bit of that is happening without, without true sample, without, right. It feels like we're looking at the tree and talking about the whole forest. It's like, I, I just don't know yet. I, I don't know what we're seeing. I don't know what's actually happening. Books might adjust super fast. They might not adjust at all, you know, until we have a whole season played. It's really hard for me to dive into to any concrete situations that we might be seeing other than for me to say, Hey, I, I do agree with you. It feels like visitors are having an easier time. They have in the past. And I don't know where the value is with that. And if there is any, so that's, yeah, that makes that's the best I can give you. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, and again, we're going to, I'm going to track this all year because it's really interesting to me. Um, and, and it's not just that. I mean, it's Kansas. Texas is good this year. Kansas isn't themselves. But Texas going and doing what they did to Kansas on this past weekend, handing Kansas one of their worst losses in, like, home losses in program history, especially under Bill Self. Like, it's just the, the, the lack of a home crowd means a lack of momentum-building opportunities for home teams that you're used to. And I think road teams, if you're used to going on the road and having to play as a dog, like you have to take that, I'm we're the dog, even if we're the ranked team mentality on a road. And I think teams still play with that. And I think home teams aren't getting the benefit of the crowd that they're used to. I have no numbers for the rest. Like I have, I have looked, I haven't seen anybody writing about it. So I don't, maybe it's, maybe it's just a weird thing and it'll adjust. Um, I, I kind of get the feeling that it's going to be – it also impacts – I'm so curious because, you know, the net rankings when it comes to March Madness 
heavily weighs road wins over home wins. You get a you get more benefit by winning on the road. I'm really curious what the NCAA and the committee do and the net rankings do as this goes on. If you're seeing all these road wins and home losses, how they handle those net rankings, which if if that is if it's an unbalanced year, how do you handle these things? It's just it's all very interesting. It might level out, not matter, but at this point, eleven and six, and I, I think it's going to be twelve and six by the time Kansas beats TCU here this night, which I'm sure by the time this goes up, I'm going to be wrong, but whatever. I just <laughs> it's just something that's interesting to me. It's just I it's very odd. It's very odd to see that stark of a of a difference, even through a small eighteen game sample size. Totally agree. Look, feels and looks like something is afoot. Just it's really too early for for me, you know, to plant my flag in any idea and say this is what's happening. The the fog was definitely different. If it barks like a chicken and it smells like a chicken and it flies like a chicken. (laughs) It's a duck. It ain't a duck. It's a duck. All right. Well, guys, this has been a ton of fun. Um, as we've mentioned, Daniel, we will have you back on. And Daniel, I think I am going to try to have you on every once in a while just to just for interesting picks and updates and what you're seeing as far as trends go with with betting in college basketball. And because um, it's really interesting to me, like I'm, I'm not going to bet college basketball. I'm just I'm not going to. But I am very intrigued by it, by the idea of it. Uh, yes. As far as the app, you mentioned the Action Network app. I actually signed up. I'm following both of you. So that's fun. Uh, I started ten and five. Yeah, hey. ten and five. I didn't even know you could follow me. So <laughs> I did. I followed. But I do. The, app, the app's really nice. It's it, it blew me away. It's really really nice. It is. We're gonna figure out how some way to incorporate it next year when we do our picks uh, for people who are on it. If they want to follow us there. I'm, I'll I'll figure something out um, and let, make everyone aware of it. Uh, but for now, I think this will wrap us up today. Do us a favor. Give us a follow on Twitter at 1012podcast, T-E and the number 12, the word podcast. Uh, make sure to follow us on the gram where we do Instagram lives every Wednesday night. That's now at 8 o'clock because we've pushed my eldest daughter, the uh, 1012 toddler's bedtime, back to 7.30. So we won't be doing them at 7.30 anymore. They'll be 8. Uh, our Instagram lives every Wednesday night. Uh, don't forget, go follow Daniel. You can follow him on the Action Network app. He's really easy to find. Just search for Daniel Alexander. You can also find him. I believe your uh, basically your profile name on the Action Network is the same as your Twitter handle, at DannerB7. Yeah. DannerB7. And uh, Chris is, I believe it's uh, LGG Chris. If you search Chris mm-hmm. Ross, you will find LGG Chris listed among there. Uh, make sure and give him a follow on Twitter as well, at the underscore LGG. Guys, appreciate it. Uh, go check out the LGG. I just posted my bowl rankings there. I'll try and post some other things throughout. I'm going to follow this road thing. And if I I don't care if LGG is only football, I'm going to need somewhere to write about <laughs> weird road teams. Well, now uh, the pod also has to follow Drake so and not the artist. Oh. No, no. <laughs> yeah, check him out. Is, hey. that, is, this, is Drake our new coastal? <laughs> right. For, bas- hey, for college basketball right now, they sure are. Let me tell you that. Here we go. There you go. All right. It's our it's our non-Big 12 darling for the season. We're gonna be following Drake way closer. Let's get some Drake fans in here. And again, not the not the rapper. All right, uh, appreciate it, guys. Have a good night, and uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in as always. And we'll talk to you again on Monday. Podcast Network.